Thank you so much to everyone. I really appreciate this house. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the pastor and his family and the leaders in this church for t trusting me to teach. Um, my name is V. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to be, um, this teaching, this series is supposed to be about Advent in Bethlehem. And my study is on faith. So I don't know anything about Advent. Um, <laughs> when I saw faith, I said, yes, that's me. Uh, when I lived in Cokeville, I, I was friends with some mom that loved Advent. And they tried to get me to do it. But for some reason, I was just never interested in it. So I never studied it or looked it up. And even now, I still don't know what it is. Um, <clears throat> so once um, I pull up some Advent stuff, from online so that we can go through it. I can go through it with the kids. But they didn't like it, and I didn't like it. So we just didn't go through it. So to please my Cokeville Advent friends, we started to look at the life of Jesus. So we did one year, we did Zacharias, and he didn't believe the word of the Lord and what happened to him. Another year, we looked at the life of Mary and her intimacy with Jesus that so closely to God, and she said, Lord, do whatever you want to do to me, and if it pleases you. And another year, we looked at the life of Jesus and his willingness to please the Father. So faith. The reason why I chose faith is uh, probably a year or two ago, my cousin sent me a teaching on faith from, by Steve Frederick, and my sister later on that week sent me some scriptures on faith. And this lady at the church we were attending had a baby, and I said, what's the meaning of the baby's name? His name was, or oh, is Griffin. And she said, the baby's meaning is strong faith. So later on, as I was driving from work, I seen a car, looks like a van, and I followed the car, and it says, mountain moving faith. I went home, I did my mommy duties, and then I went to my prayer closet, and I said, Lord, I know you're trying to speak to me about faith now, so what are you saying? And he said, your faith is fickle. And I was like, well, that doesn't feel good, so let me look it up. So I looked up the word, and what caught my eye was um, changing frequently, especially as regards to one's loyalties, interests, and affection. So I started to talk to the Lord about faith. And looked at faith. One thing that caught me was faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So I started to just ask the Lord about my faith. Um, one thing is that God has prophesied anywhere we go, people prophesy to us that you will go to nations, lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Well, I don't want to go to the nations. I like where I'm at. So that was one thing I was afraid about um, going to the nations. And one thing, again, sometimes I'll do something, and I'll feel like the Lord is asking me to do something, I'll do it. But most of the time, I'm just so scared to step out, and I'll make excuses about not doing it. So that's why the Lord has been working with me on faith. So one of the things about this lesson, recipe. So I told Dr. Moshe, I don't have a recipe. He said something to the effect, and this is probably not what he said. So I'm just, you know, something to the effect like, oh, you are out of the box, scared. And I'm saying, I'm not out of the box, girl. I'm a Chick-fil-A girl, Panera Bread girl. Not out of the box, but he got, he got the point. So I said, okay, but I have a recipe on faith for you tonight, okay? 
So the following Sunday, I came to church. I went and I prayed and I said, Lord, what should I do with faith, Advent, and a recipe? And I didn't hear nothing. So I came back the following Sunday and I asked Dr. Moshe, and this is my interpretation again, please. Basically, what I heard was, sister, you on your own. So I left and I turned around and I went to God and I said, don't talk to me about faith until after October 26. So, well, what I forgot to tell him not to talk to my pastor about faith also. So the following Sunday, October 22nd, pastor preached on faith. So I took out my pen and paper. I was open. My heart was ready. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hear what he's saying about faith. So he talked about the measure of faith, growing your faith, and little faith. So when I heard he's talking about different kinds of faith, I thought, I'm going to put faith in the categories for you tonight. And then um, he talked about growing your faith. And I was, was asking the Lord, well, how do you grow your faith? And he said, Kim's garden. So I get the point. So I was like, okay. So measure of faith. When I left October 22nd, I didn't understand. I was asking Lord, do we have the same measure of faith? Or do, we, or do you give me a different measure and give someone else a different measure? So what do you mean by measure of faith? But we'll get there at the end. I want to begin with the definition of faith, which is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the confidence of what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Now I'm going to go through this really, really fast. Um, and according to the web, faith is complete trust or complete confidence in someone or something. So remember as we go along that faith is something that we hope for, number one, that we do not see, but we are sure that it's going to come to us. So we must have faith. This is why we must have faith. Faith is not an option for the church. Okay? M-U-S-T. Hebrews 11.3. By faith, we understand the universe was created by the word of God. Okay? So that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Hebrews 11.6. God created man to be an image, to be his mirror image. So we need to have faith because we need to be able to look at God to see what he's doing so that we can do the same. We must have faith because by faith we believe God is who he, who he said he is and he will do what he has promised. We must have faith because God spoke the universe into existence and we come alongside God to do things by faith and speak it into being. Faith is not physical works, but works of the Spirit through God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is everything. The entire work of God is based on faith. We're going to look at faith from Genesis to Revelation. I'm not going to go through all the 66 books, but basically, um, we'll start with Genesis 4.4. Abel brought of the first lengths of his flocks and of the fat, and the Lord had respect unto Abel's offering. Hebrews 11.4, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. Genesis 6.9, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Sometimes fake takes a really long time. 
before we see fruit. And we'll see this in the life of our father, Abraham. It took Noah and his family a long time to build the ark. It took Noah and his family a long time to see dry land. Okay, Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, after he was warm about what was not yet seen, motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the word and became an heir of righteousness. Another key is keep looking at God to bring the promise to pass. Okay? We know what God has said and promised. We believe what God has said and promised. We refuse to give up. We refuse to listen to men. We will see the promise of God. This is the kind of faith that Noah had, and this is the faith that pleases God. Genesis 1, Genesis 12, 1 through 4, which is mirror to Acts, A-C-T-S, 7, 2 through 5. Keep in mind, God made a promise to Abraham, Okay. And when he made this promise, Abraham had no children, no heir, no offspring. The Lord has said to Abraham, go from your country, from your people, and from your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bl- and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who bless you, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went. Genesis 15, 6. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So when we believe in the Lord as he calls us out and we go, righteousness gets deposited into our bank accounts. Our father Abraham was accredited, accounted by God righteous because of his faith, not because of his works, not because of his wealth. God also said to Abraham, and for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarah, but Sarah, but Sarah, I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. So through the life of Abel, having a desire to please God, Noah's faith, a word from God, and Abraham's faith, a word from God. I see that our righteous man equals a man of faith and a man of obedience. A man of faith equals a righteous man and a man of obedience. Hebrews 11, 8, by faith. Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. Okay? Hebrews 11, 11, by faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, received power to conceive offspring, even though she was past age, the, a childbearing age. Okay? She consider, since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Faith comes about either by something we desire to do, okay, a word from God. Miss Kathy taught last Sunday through prophecy, okay, or angels. And also faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So last Sunday she gave an example of her family receiving Jesus Christ as their eternal Savior. And we'll see how faith leads to eternal life. Okay, her, someone prayed her family into the kingdom of God by faith. And her family received Jesus Christ into their lives by faith. Numbers 13, 26 through 32. So we'll go through different kinds of faith, okay? Lack of faith. And I want to show you fake faith, lack of faith, which leads to death, okay? Numbers 13, 26 through 32. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. 
There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. It does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We saw the sinners of Anak. Okay? Then Caleb, Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We cannot attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And this spread a bad report among the Israelites. Okay? So, now, you get a promise from God. One thing we should be like, Noah, don't listen to the people around you because sometimes people will make a good report from God into a bad report like the Israelites people. And what ended up happening to them is that they died in that community because of their faithlessness. Acts 5, 1 through 5. Lots of people of God, church folks like we all, okay, had their possessions and they sold it and they gave it away. This is in Acts, okay? So imagine you having faith to do something but not having faith to complete the work. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Safari, sold a piece of property. They both agreed that they would keep back some of the proceeds, right? Then Peter, they, he, they came to Peter and gave not everything. Then Peter said to him, Ananias, how is that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? After it was sold, wasn't it the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. So if we have faith to do something, we need to do it all the way to the end. We can have faith to begin a process and then get to a point and say, oh, no, 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 I can't end this process. You must complete the job like Abel and Noah and Abraham. Stopping halfway brings death to the church because these are church people. Joshua 2, 1 through, 2, 1 through 24 and 6, 22. 20 through 23, we are going to be looking at Rahab's faith. Now, the life of Rahab's tell me that just like one can have faith at any time to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you can have faith at any time and become righteous. And that brings you eternal life and sets you right into the lineage of King Jesus. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the walls collapsed. So everyone charged credit, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord. They scrolled, the, they scrolled everything with the sword, living in it, men, women, young, old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out, and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men went in and brought Rahab out, her father, mother, brother, sister, and all who belonged to her. And they brought her out, her entire family, and put them in a place outside the camp. Okay? So picture Rahab. Okay? She's sitting here with us today. She's in another city. She hears CNN. Right? CNN provides a bad report. And everyone believes a bad report. 
But she says, no, when I see the life of Rahab, I see Psalms 91. No, I'm not going to believe this bad report, whether it's true or false. What I'm going to believe is I'm going to go ahead and do well in the house of the Most High God, do well with the people of the Most High God, and that's going to bring me and my family eternal life. Because she didn't just ask for her own safety, she asked also for the safety of she and her household. Matthew 1.5, Rahab's faith got her right um, into the lineage of Jesus Christ. And we'll see that because it says in Matthew 1.5, Simon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse. And if you follow this lineage, you know it leads to Jesus Christ. So who is Rahab? She gave birth to Boaz. Okay. By faith, Hebrews 11.31, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Now again, we see faith, righteousness, obedience. In order to walk in faith, the recipe is we must walk by the spirit of the living God and we must be obedient to carry out the work until it is completed. James 2, 25 through 26. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? Okay? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Joshua 10, 12. Joshua knew the Lord was fighting for them. So because he knew that, he gave order to the sun. In the scripture, he says, Sun stands still over Gibeon, moon over the valley of Ajalon. What kind of faith do we have? Ruth 1, 16 through 17. Ruth surely pleased God with her faith when she said to her mother-in-law, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you live, I'll live. Your people, my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I'll die. Where you be buried, I'll be buried. May the Lord deal with me ever so severely if even death separates us. Mothers, do we have faith to pray for Boaz for our children? Fathers, do you have faith to pray for Ruth for your daughters? David had faith to take down not just his Goliath, but you see in 1 Samuel, we'll see that David had faith to go out and take down all of his enemies. He, but before David went out, he always asked this question, should I go get them, Lord? Number two, will you give them over into my hands? Okay, let's take a look of Elijah and Elijah's faith. 1 Kings 17, 10 through 16. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He said, get me some water. She said, okay. Then he called back and said, get me some, a piece of bread. And she said, surely as your, the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour, a jar, and a little olive oil in a jar. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for me and my son to eat and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home, do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. I see tithing in the scripture. First, what do we do when we get what God blesses us with? We have faith to release the first fruits into his hands and he's going to bless our rest. For this, it's what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up, 
The jug of oil will not run dry until the Lord, until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah, the woman, and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and a jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the law spoken by Elijah. So we see here prophecy, a word from God to the men of God, and he delivers this prophecy to, to, this, to this woman, and she obeys this prophecy by faith, and now she has food in her household, provision for she and her family. Now we see in First and Second Kings, Elijah and Elisha had all kinds of faith, okay? They brought dead boys back to life, First Kings 17, 24 okay? Do we have faith for our children to live eternal lives? They called down, Elijah called down fire from heaven, announces rain, and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot, First Kings 18, 36 through 46. Elisha demands a double portion of Elijah's spirit, 2 Kings 2, 9. Heal the waters from being bad and unproductive land to pure water and productive land. 2 Kings 2, 20 through 22. Now this widow has unending oil by going around and begging her neighbors for empty jars. Another dead boy comes to life, two kings full. What do we have faith for? Naaman is cleansed, two kings five. What do we have faith for? Two kings, 19, 14 through 36. Hezekiah prayed a prayer of faith and God defended his city. Do we have faith that God will defend our city? 2 Kings 21 through 11, Hezekiah prayed a prayer of faith, and the Lord added 15 more years to his life. What do we have faith for? Nehemiah had faith that he would build the temple of the Lord against all opposition. Esther 4, 13 through 14, Mordecai had faith that Esther was given a royal position by the Lord to redeem Israel and rewrite a wicked decree against her people. He sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at the time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Do we have faith for such a time as this? How do we get faith? Now, we obtain faith from our fathers Abraham by looking at his life in Genesis. We get faith from the measure of faith given to us by God. Some get, some get the gift of faith, which is walking in extraordinary faith. And most of all, we obtain faith. We see in 2 Timothy 1.5 from our mother and grandmother. We obtain faith by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith in the new, co- new covenant. So we're going to look at faith. How does Jesus feel about my faith, your faith? How does Jesus define our faith? What is Jesus saying about our faith? Okay, Jesus calls faith, little faith, or lack of faith. And we see this in Matthew 6.30, Matthew 8.26, Matthew 14.31, 16a, Mark 4.40, and Luke 12.28. Jesus is impressed with our faith by saying we have great faith, healing faith, saving faith, Forgiving faith that leads to healing, having faith for our healing, for the healing of those in our household, community, city, county, state, or nations. And we see this kind of faith in Matthew 8, 10, 
9, 22, 15, 28, Mark 2, 5, 5, 34, Mark 10, 5, Luke 5, 20, 7, 9, 7, 50, 8, 48, Luke 17, 19, 18, 42, and Acts 14, 9. Having faith to travel and strengthen others in the church, Acts 14, 22. Speaking in faith in the name of Jesus, when we say that, in the name of Jesus, we got to have faith that fruitfulness will come because we said it in Jesus' name. And this is Acts 3.16. Being full of faith, power, and the Holy Spirit, great wonder, signs, and wonder follow us when we are full of faith, the power, and the Holy Spirit. And this is finding Acts 6.5. 6, 8, 11, 24, and 16, 5. We have to be obedient to the faith. Faith takes obedience. Again, in Acts 6, 7. 6, 7. Faith is a door that God opens up for those who are hungry for the Lord to come through. And this is how the Gentiles came through. And God purified our hearts by faith. God reformed us by faith. God sanctified us by faith. God healed us by faith. Acts 14, 27, 15, 9, 20, 21, and in 8, 26 through 40, we see Philip travel by the Spirit of the Lord. Why? Because he is full of the Spirit by faith and baptized an Ethiopian man. How would you like to wake up one morning your husband is in Honduras? Travel by faith. No, no plane ticket. No arrangement. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, we have mountain-moving faith, or faith with our impossibilities if we have no doubt, none, zero, to move mountains. Matthew 17, 20, Matthew 21, 21. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And those, and since the one who draws near must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him, Hebrews eleven six. Now, if we draw near and get saved, we need to continue to move forward by faith. Faith in Romans chapter 1 through chapter 5, chapter 9, chapter 12 through 14 clearly explains why our faith should please God. Romans 1, 5, the Lord has given us grace and apostleship to obey the faith among the nations. We want faith to go to the nations. The righteousness of God is revealed through us to live faith to faith, and this is Romans 1.17. We go from faith to faith. This is how faith grows. God works on our hearts through faith. Why should our faith please God? Our faith should please God because God works through on our hearts through faith in Christ Jesus. Our faith should please God because God justifies us through grace and mercy by faith. Our faith pleases God because the entire Bible is based on faith. Our faith Faith pleases God because the works of God is based only on faith. Romans 4, 13 through 22. But we will read just 4, 19. Our fathers Abraham's faith pleased God because he did not consider the dead body, his dead body, or Sarah's dead womb. But he looked at the promise of God. He believed that God is faithful to do what he promised so that death in his body or in Sarah's womb didn't matter because why? He believed that God raises dead things. So he continued to hold on to the promise that God gave him. What do we have faith for? Do we have faith that dead things will come to life in this city? Whatever we do, we must do in faith. 
So if we preach, we preach in faith, teach in faith, prophesy in faith, minister in faith. When we sing, we sing in faith that the spirit of the living God is joining in with us and those songs are birthing things in the spirit in the name of Jesus. When we give, we give in faith. We live in faith. We lay hands on the sick by faith. Whatever we do, we must do it in faith. We pray. We pray in faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, because we can only please God by walking in faith, not by what we see, by what we feel, not by our hard work or our wealth. Galatians 2, 20, the life we live in this body must be lived in faith through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, as we increase our faith, our era of ministry increases. So I don't believe that this church started with manna, the school, celebrate recovery, save a life by a tree, all in one day. I believe because the faith of this church increased, so the era of ministry began to grow. If we cannot do it in faith, it is sin, according to Romans 14.23, 1 Corinthians 2.5. Our faith should be in the wisdom of not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. This is what our father Abraham taught us about faith. First Corinthians 12 now. We all get a measure of faith, but some receive that extraordinary gift of faith. First Corinthians 15, 14, and 15, 17. If Christ did not raise from the dead, our faith is void. In vain, and we remain under the bondage of sin. Saving faith. And faith through works. We see James teaches us about faith working, chapter 1 through chapter 5. Okay? But this does not contradict the faith in Romans because this is not my physical work in my own efforts. This is works through the spirit of the living God. And James 1, 5, 7 said, If we lack wisdom, let us ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach. Reproach. It will be given him, but let him ask in faith. No doubt, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the word, by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean that the Lord hasn't given us anything because the Lord has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But this just means that when we ask in faith, whatever we ask, we need to be able to do it in faith because we are sure that the power of God will bring it to pass. That the faith in James, in James, is works through the power of the cross. Okay, faith by feeling the poor, laying hands on the sick, in the name of Jesus. Okay, the work of faith in James is to prove the work of the cross through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and this leads to the statement in Romans that said, "No boasting. When we do things through faith, not through our flesh or our works." We do not boast because only by the power of God can this happen. According to Hebrews 4.12, there is no benefit, no benefit, none for us listening to the gospel if we do not have faith. So pastor commanded us on October 22nd to grow our faith, increase our faith. Okay? So how do we grow our faith? I believe first we have to start by asking the Lord to test our faith, to examine our faith. And once we do that, we can step out to begin to grow our faith by the Lord's leading. Or if we have a desire to do something, we need to do it in faith, like Abel. 
because while our faith pleases God. Paul, our faith also grows when we unite with each other. Paul was connected to the Thessalonica, Thessalonica church so much so that he prayed night and day to see them in the flesh to perfect their faith. And this is in First Test. 3-1. Our faith increases when Pastor Brian from Rio advanced and Pastor Jeff visited here and preached what has already been taught in this house. Okay, some examples of faith against Hebrews 11.5. By faith, Enoch was taken away and so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For God, for before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Do we want to be approved as people who please God? Releasing a father's blessing by faith. Fathers, you can bless your children through faith. Hebrews eleven twenty. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Hebrews eleven twenty one. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph. God picked Moses because he knew Moses had faith. Hebrews eleven twenty three. By faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months, Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. By faith, he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger. Hebrews eleven twenty eight. By faith, he instituted the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch the Israelites. So when we go and speak in the blood. By, we do it by faith. Hebrews eleven twenty nine. By faith they crossed the Red Sea as though they were on dry land, and the Egyptians could not do this. Hebrews eleven thirty. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Hebrews eleven, Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you, as you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. So here we see we also need to imitate the faith. From God, but also the faith from our leaders. What kind of faith do we have? My son Liam used to love washing Jonah in the well, and I couldn't get him to want to wash anything or read anything for a long, long time. So one day I asked the Lord, why will Liam just only wash Jonah in the well? I just want to read Jonah in the well from the Bible. And it took a while, but I finally heard the Lord saying it's because I wanted to do God's business my own way like Jonah did. What kind of faith do we have? Do we have faith to do it God's way? Or are we like the scribes and the Pharisees that Jesus says? They reject the weightier things of the law. And one of those things are... These are my ways. So these are my ways. They were rejecting the weightier things of the Lord. And God calls one of those things faith in Matthew 23, 23. Okay? So faith is heavy weight. While you may not think this is heavy weight, it is for me. So it's heavy weight because we can only please God through faith. We can only live this life that we live through faith. We can only do the works of God and advance the kingdom of God through faith. 
So we are going to look at faith in Bethlehem. And I want you to think about our city as we look at Bethlehem's faith. Mary's faith. Mary said, Lord, be it done to me according to your word. Luke 1.38. Mary was so close to the Lord. She had so much intimacy with Jesus, with Father, that she carried the baby that brought us eternal life. Let's look at the faith all over Bethlehem. Ruth and Naomi returned to Bethlehem in Ruth chapter 1 by faith. Boaz residing in Bethlehem. David chosen from Bethlehem, 1 Samuel 16, 11. Joseph's faith to keep his wife Mary because of the word of the Lord. The wise men's faith in Luke 2, 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing, that this has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So in order for Jesus the birth of Jesus to happen. We had all kinds of people returning back to Bethlehem by faith so that we can have a Savior today. I pray that we will leave here and look at our faith, work on our faith, increase our faith, and grow our faith. As long as we have life, we must continue to grow in faith. And then I saw some scriptures. That's the faith test. So if the Lord comes out and tests our faith, how are we going away? How is our faith going away? God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel 37.3. God knows these bones can live. I see that as a faith test. Jesus asked Philip in John 6.5, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus knows where to buy bread. I see that as a faith test. Hebrews eleven seventeen by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He received the promises, and yet he was offering his one and only son. Benefits of having faith. Hopefully, you have seen faith in your own lives and the lives of those around you. When we have faith, signs and wonders follow us. People get healed. People receive free gift of salvation. We receive the spirit of God through faith, Galatians 3.14. We are all sons of God in Christ Jesus through faith, Galatians 3.26. Multitude added to the Lord. Multitude added to God's kingdom. At one point in my life, I used to be so afraid of, um, I used to be so afraid that more people will go to hell than heaven. And then the Lord just showed me this. That is um, when Elijah talked to his servant, he said, open your eyes and you will see there are more with us than with them. And then only two thirds of the angels fell from heaven. So right now, there are thousands upon thousands of angels at the throne room alone worshiping the father and God wins in the end. So you know what? God's going to have his people. He's going to have his creation. He's going to have his remnant unto himself. He's already given us into the hands of Jesus. Jesus has already gone into the enemy's camp and snatched and disarmed the enemy. Jesus is more powerful. So we just need to get up 
join our faith with Jesus and continue to advance the kingdom of God and snatch our people from, the, from, the, from hell by faith. Blessings comes because of faith. The first time that I uh, put my faith out there was we lived in Ghana on a refugee camp. And I saw this, I saw this lady. Um, I would get in trouble because I always do things kind of differently than people expect me to do them. So she was walking in the rain. She had her baby on her back. And then I ran after her to get the baby and come home and bring her into our house. My uncle was not home, so I was just hoping that he didn't come home. And this lady, after she stayed in the house and got dried and left after the rain, she brought us food back, vegetables, for many, many months before she started bringing, them food, before she started bringing us vegetables before I came to be with you guys today. And um, I'm not boasting here, but in 2020, I got my bonus, and I have uh, many uses that I can use my money for. But I felt like during this time, God was asking me to give this bonus, which is about $1,000 to feed the poor. So I give it, and for the first time in my life, I was so expecting God to move. And I, and I prayed daily for someone to show up at my door with my bonus, or in the mail, pressed down, shaking together, running over. And finally, I got my race a few months later. And I got, always when I get races, it's always a thousand and change. And I've been with this same employer for years and years. So when I got my race, it was $6,468 for that year. So this is what faith does. I've always seen God blesses me when I give in faith and in the era of laying hands on the sick, if I'm not afraid. All right, so when Pastor taught about faith on October 22nd, I went home asking the Lord about measure of faith, okay? And the Lord woke me up about 3 a.m. to look at Luke 19, 11 through 20. And this is where the man went away and he gave his seven minus. Some he gave five, some he gave ten. And another he gave one, okay? So the one that he gave... Five came back and said, I've earned five more. I've earned ten. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten city. The second came and said, sir, your manor has earned five more. His master answered, you take charge of five city. Then another seven came and he said, I kept your manor laid up away in a piece of cloth. And we know what happened to this servant. What are we going to do with our measure of faith? So this is what caught me that morning. Are we going to lay our faith away in a piece of cloth? Or are we going to grow our faith, increase our faith to advance the kingdom of God? People expected to move to Knoxville. This is um, UTK. Knoxville is the sixth largest city in Tennessee. Last year, 2,000 residents added to Knox City, Knoxville, the city. 3,000 added to Knox County. And I'm just going to give you the bulk of where they come from. Um, New York City, 
14.7%. Chicago, Illinois, 10.7%. Los Angeles, 9.9%. And this news that UTK.edu said Tennessee could gain a million new residents by 2040. Okay? Are we strategizing for these people that are coming to our city, to our towns, and to our state? Are we going to pray in faith that these residents coming to Tennessee be transformed, purified, sanctified, redeemed by the power of God into the image of Jesus Christ? Are we going to pray that the Lord send anointed prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, priests, and worship leaders, doctors, lawyers, that is anointed with the presence of God to move in the spirit and the power of God? Are we going to pray in faith that God raised up evangelists in this city to preach the good news of the gospel of God of to those people coming to Tennessee to receive salvation? Do we have faith that these people moving to Tennessee are moving to find Jesus, freedom, peace, and salvation? Do we have faith to pray that the Lord sent Ruth, Boaz, Marys, and Joseph to Maryville, Tennessee? How is the faith of Maryville, Tennessee? Do we have faith to decree that the spirit of the living God will come upon those, these people coming to Tennessee? Do we have faith for the overflow that's coming to Knoxville, Tennessee? Because when they come to Knoxville, they move to Maryville also. Conclusion. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we found little faith, great faith, healing faith, saving faith, and forgiving faith, strong faith, faith that moves mountains, and faith without doubt. Do we have the faith of Bethlehem? In Acts, we see faith, obedience, and the Spirit as a team. We also find faith that strengthens. In Romans, we see why it is impossible to please God with our faith. Our faith takes obedience. Do we have faith like those in Bethlehem? Our salvation is through faith in Christ Jesus. We are obedient. We go from faith to faith, from righteousness to righteousness. Our faith is proclaimed to all nations. We are justified by faith alone. The just can only live by faith. The righteous one can only live by faith. We, can have, we cannot have faith and unbelief at the same time. Even the Jews who have been chosen by God must live by faith and not by the law or works. The sinner must come to God through faith alone in Christ Jesus, and never by works, good morals, or keeping the law. The saved sinner can only do the works of God through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Faith recipe. Faith works through the power of the Holy Spirit by obedience. Homework. Think about the people that's moving to our city. How are we going to advance the kingdom of God. How are we going to grow and increase our faith? Luke 17, 5. What would be our response when Jesus asks, where is your faith? Luke 8, 25. When Jesus visits Emcot, will he find faith? Luke 18, 8. Have God made you a promise? Do you have faith that God is faithful to fulfill that promise in your homes, in your community, city, state, nation, and the deadness in our own life does not matter. When we know what God has called us to, we should not allow anyone to deter us from going after what God has called us to. Doing the work of God, 
can only be done through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and by faith. And this is Acts 21, 10 through 14. Finally, Jesus said to Simon Peter at the Last Supper, Satan's plan oh, is to save you, but I'm praying for you. MK, Jesus is praying for our faith. Brothers and sisters, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life, which to which we were called and about which we have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 1 Timothy 6, 12. And fight the good fight. Finish the race. Keep the faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Close in prayer. We'll go ahead and pray. And this is Hebrews 12, 2. And Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We look to you, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Lord, that you will perfect our faith. Who for the joy that was set before you endure the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. By the blood of the eternal covenant, I pray the Lord equip us with everything good that we may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Oh God, that you will perfect our faith and that you will work in us everything that pleases you, God. Oh, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So yes, your faith should keep on burning like this fire and keep on growing like this plant. I really do appreciate you, Miss V. You know, I, um, this past week, uh, my son... Eli, well, both two of my sons, Eli and Jaden, went with me over to V's house to to deliver something, and um, and we opened the door, and I was just blown away by the presence of the Lord. Um, there was uh, some some praise music going on, and I could just tell that I just walked into the sanctuary, <laughs> um, and 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 was overwhelmed by that. I was I was like, praise God, you know. And I appreciate the fact that uh, our church is, is a multicultural church. And V allows us to be that multicultural church. And um, I'm glad the Lord sent her here. Uh, she, uh, she has gone through uh, quite a bit and uh, has been a journey, on a journey. Um, you imagine the things that she's went through as a child and then having to go to a refugee camp and uh, finding her way here and what does that look like, you know? Uh, we move from one state to another and we think, wow, this is a cultural shock. <laughs> um, but can you imagine what she's been through and and um, and now as a single mom uh, raising two kids and uh, on a journey? Oh, I know that. I have no doubt. Um and provider and protector and you know 
And so I'm thankful for you, V. And, and I don't know if you are capable because you spouted off a lot of information. And, uh, and it was powerful. It was wonderful. And if you would like, uh, and I'm, I'm putting this out here, and you can tell me no, but uh, if you would like a copy of those notes, uh, I, I'm sure she would be willing to allow us to have that, and we'll get that to you. Uh, let me know, and I'll know how many copies, and I'll let, you, you can email it to me, and I will make a copy for you. But uh, if I had that many notes, I would have preached about five weeks, a series of five weeks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was good. It was good. Thank you guys so much. And can we just give Miss V a hand? Amen. Amen. Next week, um, is it you? Who is next week? Oh, Carrie Dill is uh, speaking next week, and I know we'll enjoy that as well. Um, God is so good, right? Love each and every one of you guys. I, uh, I hope in this journey of preparing for Christmas that we are definitely taking time to recognize the Christ of Christmas and that uh, we're uh, definitely spending our time uh, giving him the glory and the honor due his name. These seasons seem to go like this, don't they? Is, is time just absolutely flying? But uh, make sure you're putting the brakes on and spending some time to just give God the glory. Amen. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you so much. Thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you, God, that you are passionate towards us. Thank you, Lord, that your word tells us that we can come to you, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you give us rest. That we can learn from you, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Lord, I pray that we will recognize that we are yoked together with you, that we're not called to be alone, but we're called to be with you. And Lord, to recognize that you are with us. And Lord, we surrender to you. We walk in faith, not by sight. We walk in faith, knowing that you are with us and that you are capable of seeing us through every challenge, every uh, situation. Father, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you guys.